1: The grocery store industry has gone through quite a lot of change recently. The addition of places like Target and Walmart adding grocery to their stores, as well as Amazon and others getting into the online piece to it, has meant more options than ever. And apparently one of the chains starting to really feel the pinch is Whole Foods. Same-store sales have fallen each of the last six quarters for Whole Foods, including 2.5% this past quarter. More importantly, their foot traffic was down 4% as well. Taking a look at what's going on with Whole Foods, we're joined here in studio by Wharton Marketing Professor Peter Fader and also joining us on the show on the phone, Amanda Nicholson, professor of retail practice at Syracuse University. Pete, great to see you again. Thanks Good for morning, coming in. Dan. Great, great to Amanda. Have you. Amanda, great to have you on the phone. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you again. Uh, so you hear those numbers, Pete? Uh, the the decline is what in your mind?
0: Uh, it, it's a it's a blip. Uh, I don't worry about it. Okay. Whole Foods don't don't worry about all those naysayers. Uh, <laughs> you, you've done a great job to create a distinctive place in the market. Um, just keep, keep on going. Uh, it's, it's actually, there are only two grocery stores that are different from all the others. you got Whole Foods and you got Wegmans. The rest of them are just this, this mass of, of price cutters. Uh, you, keep that distinction. Play to your strength. Uh, the the long-run outlook is good. Amanda?
2: I think I would agree. I think what uh, <laughs> what's happened to Whole Foods is it's a question of be very careful what you ask for because they introduced us to better and healthier eating, and it took off across uh, the entire country, and now very mainstream suppliers and channels are are, are moving in on their territory. So in in, in one way, they've they've sort of succeeded in their mission because everybody's jumping onto their bandwagon, but I I would agree that they are leaders in this field, and as long as they can keep innovating as this... um, you know, this innovation of Whole Foods diffuses across a way bigger market. They should be fine.
0: Amanda and I are always on the same wavelength. Uh, <laughs> so, so the big issue here is what does innovation mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not just a matter of of, uh, of which products do we stock and how quickly do we turn things over and and just you know uh, adding or in some cases taking services away within the stores. I think as as Whole Foods. Faces all this competition and realizes that some of the stuff that it's selling and the way that it sells it is kind of commoditizing. It's time to turn to phase two, okay. which is start to really better understand their customers at a more granular level. Who are those, you know, quote unquote, whole food shoppers? Even if the foot traffic is down a little bit, that might not be a bad thing if those are people who just come in to buy one thing and never come in again. Let's figure out who are the customers that that really have the greatest value for Whole Foods, find ways to enhance that value and kind of clone them and find more customers like them. That hasn't mattered so far to Whole Foods uh, because they've been growing so well. But now it's the time to think about it.
1: So do they approach that then maybe similar to what we've talked in the past, kind of like with the Amazon mode? Now that Amazon, you know, has a drop off point here in the University of Pennsylvania campus, do they kind of try and go that way?
0: Uh, Well, they're not going to try to go the Amazon way, which is just focusing purely on operational efficiency. It's going to be more about which kinds of customers do we want to build this business around. And let's do things in our relationship with them that Amazon can't match. Let's be a trusted advisor. Let's bring in other kinds of products and services that might not be obviously related to the Whole Foods thing, but are really relevant for those kinds of customers.
1: But Whole Foods, Amanda, has, has tried to be... A couple of things, obviously a a grocery chain, but they also have tried to be a restaurant to a degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I know I don't go into Whole Foods a lot, but when I do, there aren't a whole lot of people. I mean, it's not like a Starbucks coffee shop where you've got 10 people sitting around on their computers. It it, it just it doesn't seem like it has grabbed the attention of the consumer the way that, you know, some other options have.
2: Uh, you may be right, and I think what the, where, where a possibility in that area is, is prepared food. So we know in the yep. grocery business that prepared foods are where the margins are, and that would be an obvious um, opportunity for them. They've, they've had some good moves in that area. They've had some false starts in that area, but that is um, – that is a different place to compete in versus we're just going to sell organic greens that you're going to make salad out of. Right. So uh, and, and, and because of the time pressure on society, getting people to sit in a restaurant is a little tough. I'm going to tell you that even, you know, Wegmans does it. But I mean, I think that you have to work a little harder at that. But I think the idea of prepared foods that they can take with them is great. Also, I think what Pete's saying about rethinking their, who their customer is. I mean, that's really important here because as organic becomes more mainstream, like anything else, there'll be more affluent kind of consumers. Yeah. There'll be more, you know, I mean, Walmart has tons of organic lines in now. So how do you differentiate yourself, which Whole Foods clearly began with a more affluent customer and make that special for them and look at perhaps some of the uh, business models of, Uh, companies like Starbucks, right, who've created an experience and done it also by looking at their entire supply chain and figuring out how they own more of that in order to deliver a unique experience.
0: That's it, and that's why I think the step into restaurants, as Amanda says, the jury's out, yeah, but I give them credit for trying and in fact, they're trying different kinds of formats uh and 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 you know let let a thousand flowers bloom, but even start to think about uh, uh items and services that might have nothing to do with food but do fit with the vibe of of right. whole foods, mm-hmm. things like maybe. I'm just making this up here, dry cleaning. Like maybe they could have (laughs) dry cleaning drop-off and it's going to be all, you know, natural and this and that, not the harsh chemicals that you get at the local one. I think there's just a bunch of things they could do that would really... Fit beautifully with uh, the the spirit of what Whole Foods is about uh, can be high margin and can be really differentiating. Well, it's interesting
1: because we it, it, there's a trend,
0: I guess, Amanda, that's been going on for a little while
1: of trying to, as Peter said, add two or three elements to you know being basically being the the one stop shop. And, and that has you know Walmart Target, you, you can run off a list mm-hmm. uh, of retailers that are that are trying to do that right now. Mm-hmm. But, but it's it's something that that a lot of businesses in this sector are doing. I saw a story the other day, and I don't know if you saw this, Peter, since it's a local Philadelphia story, is the fact that there's a Wawa, which is the kind of the convenience chain here in the Philadelphia area, which you know you stop in, grab a soda, grab a sandwich or whatever. they're going to start selling beer. And they've actually talked about, you know, having tables in a convenience store for having, you know, having a chance. to If you want to have a beer, you
0: can sit down and have a beer at a convenience store. Well, well, Dan, we're just catching up to the rest of the country yeah. on that dimension. <laughs> right, Everyone yeah. else already has that. Right, yeah. but, uh, but I think that overall idea, though, of figuring out for these kinds of customers, what other things could we sell that's kind of, you know, in line with what we have, but not necessarily the very same categories.
2: Amanda? So, I mean— I think, think of what you just said there. You were talking about wow which has got the best name ever, only only I think surpassed by Piggly Wiggly, which is just the best name in, in grocery ever. But anyway, but if you think of what you're just saying about um, you know a relatively small store trying to attract customers and letting them hang around and have a beer, um, think what Whole Foods could do if they took an idea like that along along with waiting for your uh, organically cleaned and pressed dry cleaning. You could pop up, and there would be some extraordinarily healthy, antioxidant-rich glass of wine waiting for you that was grown organically on the slopes of wherever wherever that would appeal directly to their customer and make more of an experience of going to the store there's all sorts of ways they could go as as P was saying that would entice more things to happen and, and and differentiate themselves from just a rush into organic that everybody's got into now
0: uh, and so w- w- people might listen to this and say well they can't get it, get into the you know the the wine the beer the dry cleaning point is it, it's not which things they should get into it's which things they shouldn't get right. into yeah. which is yeah. price cutting which is mm-hmm. playing the same game of of all the other yeah. grocery retailers they have to avoid that they've built this great brand they're investing in it and that means that you know sometimes there's there's rough spots along the way uh, but but they have to kind of stay with what what's made them great. So
1: then, how do some of those other grocery chains really try and survive going forward? Because uh, you know, I still go to my my local grocer in the in the Philly suburbs, and and I, I know it's not this way all throughout the week. But if you still go on the traditional Sunday afternoon, the parking lot is packed wall to wall with people that are you know are still doing it, and. It's, you know, obviously a lot of those people are probably the baby boomer generation, but still many of them who have younger kids are bringing those younger kids uh, to to the market. Amanda?
2: Well, I, I mean, the grocery store is, is still a convenience um, in, in the sense that people go very regularly. It's the most frequently shopped for um, item that we shop because it's food, right? So um, I think some of the ones that are a little more... Um, Ahead of themselves, ahead of the curve, are, you know, we sit here in central New York, which um, is, is close to the home of Wegmans in, in Rochester, which is a regional department store chain. Yes, it's creeping out a little bit, but what it manages to do is amazing because it, it's not business as usual. They are very much looking at how to make a store Uh, The selection, which is incredibly important, the number of SKUs and the way you differentiate yourself in what you can find there. So if you go down their international aisles, because they're aisles of it, there is practically not a recipe you couldn't make if if you had a local Wegmans near you because they have so many interesting things. Is that the same of their competitors who will remain nameless in this area? Absolutely no. No, it's not. So it becomes an interesting place to go right. besides the fact they make a great cup of coffee and you could you, you know there's all kinds of other things they're pulling you in for so if you go on Sunday to a Wegmans uh people are having brunch there all the kids have got balloons that's all in one area yeah. you know there's a whole bunch of things going on it's like let's go to Wegmans is sort of like let's go see a movie in <laughs> right. a way you know it's not it's not like let's go to let's go grocery shopping. It's a little different.
1: who knows maybe maybe that'll be the next thing. you know if you're going to get your dry cleaning done,, yep. have a movie theater with it, and that can be your combo. It's there not out go. of the question.
2: It's not, uh, these are the, I mean what I think back to what Peter said, at a granular level, what do your consumers really want? What would make them happy and hang with you? We know that retailers can and can get bigger margins if they make people happy. I mean, we know this. I mean, Starbucks vanilla latte at 3.67 a cup, or whatever my tour will cost me, is is a huge margin, right? Yeah. And we, I know that. I'm not, I'm not buying it for price. I'm buying it for all kinds of other reasons, and I think that's really what's important when you look at someone like Whole Foods, who's a leader in this particular category.
0: And, and that's the uh, you just point out such a great contradiction and paradox, Amanda, which is uh, we have this this sector of retail that everybody goes to it's ubiquitous it's really important dan you know it, it's it's part of your regular routine yeah Yet there's really only two firms out there that stand out, that have distinctive brands that are in any way destinations. And the rest of them, it's just pure commodity, pure price. And, it, and I think it's a sad state of affairs that there's not a, a healthier ecosystem here in the U.S. at least. And then we have all these firms that are starting to creep across the ocean, the, the Aldis and the Lytles yeah. mm-hmm. that are going to just come in and, and devastate a lot of the existing firms.
1: By the way, if anybody out there listening decides to come up with the idea of a of a uh, dry cleaner slash uh, movie theater, remember I said it first. So <laughs> I'm just just it's on tape, Dion. You've got that. You can save that for us. We're joined by Peter Fader, Wharton Marketing Professor here in the studio. Amanda Nicholson of Syracuse University uh, on the phone. So then, w- with with that influx coming from Europe, you mentioned. I mean, that's that's going to have an unbelievable impact. Even more so, is it not? than what we've already seen on the the Giants and the Wegmans and, and on all these
0: different grocery chains. Absolutely, because right now the, the Wegmans and the Whole Foods, they're, they're largely differentiated. There'll be a lot of people who are going to Whole Foods and going to their local Piggly Wiggly, um, but <laughs> when the, some of these other firms come in, and Amanda knows more about them than I do, uh, they're going to be direct competition uh, for your neighborhood grocery, and, and could, the consequences could be even more devastating. Amanda?
2: I agree, and I think the thing that will happen ultimately, which is not a bad thing for the consumer, is that all the boats will have to rise or some of them will sink. So, you know, this is just a, a fact of life. So if, if somebody comes back, back with a better model, then the existing models have to, you know, scramble to keep up or they go by the wayside. The, who will win in this is the consumer, right? So if you right. take the Aldi's model, you're going to win on lots of fronts with their model. I mean, they, I think have a fantastic philosophy. I think they did originally a rather poor job of marketing themselves, and I'd leave that to Peter to comment when they first entered the U.S. market, because I don't think anyone really understood what they were. It was rather like uh, the company I used to work for years ago, Marks & Spencer, when it went to Canada, we just assumed the Canadians would know what we were about. They hadn't a clue, actually. (laughs) Big mistake, big mistake, but it wasn't that the product was wrong. So uh, all these philosophy of its product assortment and, uh, you know, a narrow a narrow variety, but high quality and then a private brand and keeping costs down low, but, you know, keeping quality high is a, an interesting mix, which I think as they start to market themselves, the consumer's going to really pick up on and go, oh, I get it, I get this, this makes sense.
0: And let's take what Amanda said and put a name on it, because a lot of people, when we talk about the grocery chains that stand out, Whole Foods, Wegmans, and sometimes people will add a third one to the conversation, Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people give them a lot yeah. of credit. People don't realize that Trader Joe's is owned by Aldi. Mm-hmm. So that's mm. that's how they're kind of getting their, yep. their foot yep. in the market over here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to expand on that. And at some point, again, I have no knowledge about this, just a prediction, that we'll start to see the Aldi name showing up on that Trader Joe's sign. Mm. Uh, and then they can start to apply that name to more conventional groceries and other kinds of retail. And they'll have the equity built up, and people will go in there Quite willingly and they'll never leave.
2: Right. And I think what, what Trader Joe's has done a really great job of is is really looking at its supply chain, it's developed a lot of its I mean a high proportion of its own product. It's gone that route and and, and people love that product. You know, they it's it's a it's their own brand. They love it. It's like the Starbucks phenomenon and people like where did you get those cookies? Trader Joe's. Yeah. Whose are they? They're Trader Joe's. They're not somebody else's, they're theirs. And therefore, you know, people will spend on that, even though they tend to be a little cheaper than Whole Foods.
1: Well, how, how difficult is that shift when you're talking about something like the fact that Aldi owns Trader Joe's and making that shift? You know, when people are used to shopping at a Trader Joe's for a, a long period of time, even if they're basically seeing the same things in the store, just that name switch. How how difficult can that be at times? Well it's all a matter of how they they do that
0: name switch. And it shouldn't be a name switch, it should be a a, a kind of a gradual creeping in. Okay. Again, we'll see the word, I'm just, again, I have no inside knowledge, but we'll start seeing the word Aldi just above or just below Trader Joe's. Right. Uh, And we'll start seeing it showing up on on some of that packaging and so on. So people will, will start to understand. They won't quite know what Aldi is, but they'll have these positive associations with it. And so when they start to see a store that has just an aldi sign on it they'll be a little bit more positively inclined in the kind of clumsy way that Aldi itself tried to enter the U.S. years ago. Well, I
1: was going I to say, say, Amanda, it, it's also the positioning as well yeah. from from where they actually are. I mean, I know there, there's an Aldi out by where I live, mm-hmm. but it's interesting that it's it's next to a Burger King and a Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. but it's also next to the high school as well. Mm-hmm. So it's the positioning in that, that that will play a factor in this as well.
2: Right. And they do tend to look for for relatively inexpensive real estate. That's part of their cost model. So they're not going to snuggle up to some uh, more expensive store in your area, even if it's another food store, which would actually help them, because their cost model is, is very um, tight. So they, they, they keep their real estate. They'll usually not be on the perfect side of the street, you'll notice. They're, they yeah. they They don't tend to go that way. But what Peter was saying about branding, I think, is there's a parallel going on now, which I think is interesting in the consumer products area, where – the years like I, I remember you never really knew which products some of the big companies made and now i've noticed and i work with this company that all of unilever's products now in their marketing in their television ads in the, they'll put the tiny little unilever f- flag will come down at the yeah. end it never was there before we had no idea that dove was owned by unilever or sw you know this was not something you really knew you were just right. buying dove but they were saying, okay, people don't know that. They should know it. They should have trust in our products so that when we bring out a product and they see this little flag, there's a sort of, oh, comfort moment, right? And I think that's what Peter's saying, that if you, if you get to the level where this becomes an Aldi sort of offering, and, and you've got to a point where Aldi means something very positive, that actually helps your brand.
1: But it's also the fact that, uh, as you mentioned, with something like Unilever, with so many products that they yes. have, customers can, can now link one thing with another exactly. being kind of in the same family.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: 844-942-7866 is number if you'd like to join in. We're talking about the issues with Whole Foods. Peter Fader uh, and Amanda Nicholson joining us here. So you said that, that obviously Whole Foods, for the most part, they need to just stick to what they've done.
0: Yeah, I think uh, people, uh, they they don't understand Whole Foods. Uh, there's the whole paycheck thing. There's some people who love to hate them. Yeah, uh, and, and here's what's interesting is going to happen. Uh, Others are in some ways starting to catch up. We're starting to see organic products showing up in other places. Here's my prediction. A lot of the conventional groceries that are adding some of those organic products as a response to Whole Foods, they're not going to succeed with them because their shoppers don't want to buy that stuff. They're going to start getting rid of it, and we're going to see all the pundits out there saying, oh. The whole organic thing, it's going away, people are buying it less, and Whole Foods is doomed. <laughs> yeah, uh, And, of course, I think that's just silly. Uh, whole Foods just needs to play to their strengths. Uh, and in some ways, they, they want to hope that that conventional groceries won't find success with some of those kinds of products, that they can continue to own that market as they traditionally have.
1: Amanda, what do you, what do you see that they need to do?
2: I think they need to, um, to maintain quality above all else. And not, think, not get in the price war uh, because that would be the death of them, I think, um, I think they also need to look very very carefully at their supply chain systems they 're big enough to do it and 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 try and but get a get really a foothold in those areas that they need to, which is you know do they buy farms? Is that something they should be doing? Should they own should they own agricultural real estate? should that be part of their um, core strength, you know, because nobody really does. Everyone's buying from the same organic farms. Right. But you know, if you're a Starbucks and you own tracks and tracks of coffee um, plantation, that kind of helps your deal. I mean, should they go that way? And then uh, meanwhile look very carefully. The fact is that organic is, is here to stay and it's only going to grow. Sure. Yep. I don't believe we're going backwards. It's not a fad. <clears throat> yes. Twenty years ago, there were a few people in Burlington who hug trees, who like you know. But this is this is not where we are nowadays, right? Um, you know, it's 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 become very mainstream. But it's like a smartphone, right? There's lots of smartphones up there, from pay-as-you-go to the newest, you know, shiniest thing that comes out of the Apple Store. There's a huge range in there. Just because someone can develop an inexpensive smartphone doesn't put Apple out of business.
1: Great to have you both with us. Uh, Thank you, Amanda. All the best. Thank you. You got it, Pete. Great to see you again. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Wharton Marketing Professor Peter Fader, Amanda Nicholson from Syracuse University joining us on on the phone.
0: For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit
3: knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.